You're listening to the Pine Room Podcast, the home of sports, gambling, entertainment, and whatever the hell else has gone on this week. So pull up a seat by the fire, crack open a cold one, and make sure to get your bets in. Welcome to the Pine Room. All right, welcome into the Pine Root Podcast. We have an exclusive feature tonight for you, number five in our series of exclusives, and we're pleased to be joined by Tony Chiazza, a outstanding official. Uh, we're, we're really proud of what he's done for this area, uh, a guy coming from Wheeling and making it into the big time. Tony, welcome to the Pine Room Podcast. Thanks for having me. Mm. Yes, uh, great to have him. Uh, good friend of mine, uh, has worked his way up through the uh, ranks. Uh, going to be uh, interesting to hear, uh, not step by step, but uh, sort of how he, you know, got to where he is uh, today, where he started, whether he was, uh, you know, in the in the junior high level or where it was. Because be honest with you, I I'm not real sure. So um, <laughs> uh, we're here also with Chris here to the left, Luke, um, who is uh, this is going to be good for Luke because he is uh, an aspiring umpire no no oh yeah oh yeah you quit already don't sell yourself short. <laughs> and, and brian soup campbell right here to the far right so tony uh uh obviously it's great to have you here uh, uh i know you're they, things aren't cranking up for you yet but uh tell tell us because uh, it's interesting to me um uh, you know obviously you're you're one of the premier referees in the ncaa where where honestly did this uh did this all start and i'm sure the listeners out there would love to hear that well, it actually started uh, at the YMCA uh, in Elm Grove, uh, Ramsey Rahi. Yeah. Uh, I was working there in high school. He used to make us um, officiate the little kid games, and we all hated it. You know? <laughs> so you, so that, so this wasn't something that you said, "Boy, I'd love to do this." Ramsey nah. made you do it. Yeah. Oh, so you owe everything you're doing yeah, right now to Ramsey yeah. Rahi. Yeah. Okay, like my so, agent, right? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, go ahead. So. Uh, from there, about the time I was going to uh, college, he said, "You know, you ought to get, you know, uh, certified and and do it while you're in school, make some extra money." So, Tom Bechtel, who was the um, uh, I don't even know what the, the title is, the tra- he, he he ran the training class. Okay. Okay. At the time, um, and and when you took the training class, you were certified in Ohio and West Virginia, and, and it's still today, it's like that uh, in our area. So the first year I went through the training class and I was doing it back and forth from going to Huntington to Wheeling, taking the class. Um, and then, you know, after your first year, you can, you can start doing uh, junior high games and, and, and uh, middle school ga- or uh, freshman games, so to speak. Well, let me stop you there. What age, what age was this when you were taking the class? 18. Oh, so you were 18. For, yeah, and now how, how old are you right now? 42. Okay, so 18 years old, you were taking the class. Yeah. So you hadn't started doing any official refereeing other than for um, Anna, or, uh, YMCA, YMCA for Ramsey at the time. Right, right. Ramsey. Right. Okay, continue. So my freshman Sorry. year at Marshall, I, I was doing, you know, lower-level games in that area. Same thing down there. It's, you know, you have the river there, so you have Ohio and West Virginia. Um, then going into the next year, yeah, it was it was all right. I'm making some extra money. I said, you know, you should maybe go to some camps. So that's when I started, you know, going to some teaching camps. Um, a guy by the name of Joe DeRosa, who uh, was a longtime NBA referee, worked a gazillion finals. 
Um, I went to his camp when I was 19, and then I started to get the little bit more of an itch and when I learned you know you can make some more money in this um, then between my let's see would be my sophomore and ju- junior year I went to the West Virginia conference camp yeah who was running it back then John Holt okay yeah okay so it was always at West Virginia that was the year the Coliseum was under renovation so they had it in Marshall so I had a free place to stay oh, and yeah. Perfect. all I had to do is pay for the camp right so I went to that, same thing. I'm just there to learn. You know, I'm 20 years old. Um, and they end up hiring me at 20. So I was a little shocked. I mean, looking back on it, yeah, I probably wasn't ready for that, but uh, <laughs> I got through it. How many How many guys were in the in the camp at that time and you got chosen out of? Oof. I'm, I mean, a bunch? I mean, it, most of these camps are 50, 60, maybe oh. 70 guys. Okay. Wow. I think they, they hired... Uh, four or five of us. Okay. Uh, Scott Coyne was one of them. Oh yeah. yeah. God rest his soul. He he was hired, and then he never did get to work. You know, tragic plane accident. Yeah. Jeez. Um. So yeah, that was that would have been my junior year. I started refereeing a few conference games, yeah. and then I was eligible actually to do high school games, but I couldn't get any high school games down there. It, mm-hmm. No one really knew me, um, so I was just still doing junior high JV games. Um, so that's kind of how I got started. So you say you, conference games? What did what did you mean by conference games? That was WVIAC yeah. in those days. Oh, right? you were yeah. you were you were doing some college games then? Yeah, when I was in college. Oh, so you Jeez. so you you were that young doing these games? Yeah. Wow. You, were, you, were you doing all guys? Have you ever done girls? No, I never did women. Okay, so you so so you started out the the conference, and then you couldn't get any any high school games. And so you were still at Marshall at the time. I was still at Marshall. And then what? What? And then what happened after that? That you, you know, you started to climb the ladder. Well, going into my senior year down there, I started to get a few high school games. Um, oh gosh, I forget what the conference is called. With all the bigger AAA schools yeah. from Charleston, Huntington, right? Canola Valley. I forget. KBC? Fred Aldridge was the guy that oh. assigned the games and. He heard of me and saw me work a game and started giving me some of those games. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think maybe I worked five, six, seven games in the WIC, but I was keeping busy just doing lower-level games. And then when I graduated, I didn't know what I was going to do, and I moved back here um, and, and took a job at the Y, actually, which is crazy. Yeah. It goes full circle. <laughs> yeah, took, really. Took Ramsey's job. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. And... Didn't get a whole lot of games. I mean, I think I got four games, four high school games that first year back. Uh, here, here in the Valley? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When did you when did you stop with the WVIEC? Um, or were you still doing those at that time? Well, it was an interesting story. I had two stints in WIEC. I, right. I got I got let go. I don't know how many years <laughs> I had in there. That's a whole other story. No, I know. No, I just um, remember my dad. My dad was a very big fan of yours, and he... he was touting you from the beginning, saying this guy is somebody to watch. He would tell John Holt that. He would tell Floyd, you know, anybody who he could yeah. get to listen. But uh, you, you didn't need those guys in the end, I guess. So that's so good. then, you know, DeRosa, Joe DeRosa at the time had, you know, NAI was still pretty good back then. He yeah. had uh, a league with, like, Walsh and Malone, uh, a couple teams from New York. And he loaded me up. And, you know, I would – so then I started going to Division One camps. And, you know, this whole process – to get to college, you have to go to some camps. You know, back in the old days, there wasn't camps. And then, you know, 70s, 80s, I think the trial camps started to come about. But 
in order to get in some of these leagues, you got to get in front of the, the people that run them. So you start going to camps. So I was going to, you know, three, four, five camps a summer, um, different smaller Division ones, and um, so let's see. I moved back here. I was 22. By the time I was 25, I got hired in two Division one leagues. Um, what were your first two? Uh, the Big South. Okay. Three, actually. The Big South, the High Valley, and the Horizon. Oh, wow. Your your resume speaks for itself, and it's been an unbelievable career. Were there were there any games where you looked yourself in the mirror right before that jump ball went out, and you were like, okay, I made it? Was there anyone that kind of you sticks with you by looking back, and you're like, that, that game really is where I realized that I'm going to have a, a good career, and, and I'm really excited where I've made it? Probably the NCAA tournament. You know, cause yeah. When was your first year for that, the, the tournament? Because I remember how excited I was when I saw you on TV. Uh, let's see, let me think about 2014, I think. Okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, did you do, which regional were you at the first time? I was in Columbus. Columbus, okay, yeah. that's what I thought. I knew it was kind of close. O- Oklahoma and Albany. Oh, wow. Yeah. Great Danes, all right, yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, that game and probably one of the funnest games uh, was the Division Three National Championship. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah it, was, it was cool. Was that, where was that, Salem? Salem, yeah, yeah. Cool. Who who was in that? I I, I remember. I, 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 I don't know. Tony would probably remember more than us. Uh, uh, Wisconsin Whitewater, Whitewater. and um, Williams College out of New York. Wow, wow. Yeah. good good memory, good memory. Yeah. So so then you um, did you not? Uh, you were still working a conference in, weren't you? Were you working any Mountain East? Con- well, WVIC at then, or were you totally done with? Um, I can't even remember the year that. I got went back into the Mountain East, and I worked a few. When they switched over, I worked a few Mountain East games. Um, but my Division One schedule was starting to take off, so I didn't really have much availability, you know. And okay, so so and then then you were strictly Division One. Uh, you were out of the Mountain East Conference, or uh, would it still WVIC then? Well, it would have been probably Mountain East at that point. Yeah, it was getting to be Mountain East. I don't, I don't remember what year that. Two thousand and. Mm, man, Chris, you remember that? 2010, 2009? Yeah, I want to say yeah. like 11, 9, something yeah, like that. It's been a while. I think something sweet that you've been able to see and you'll be able to elaborate on, you got to referee a lot of those guys in the WVIC and you got to see good Division One basketball. How close was that competition and, and what's the big difference between those D1 athletes and now what you see in the D2? Uh, you know, I say this to people all the time, like the, the lower, um, lower major conferences – there's teams in the Mountain East could beat those teams, yes. compete with yes. them. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, just I hate that whole stigma. And locally, you hear it all the time. Yeah. Division yeah. One, it yeah. doesn't. Just because you went to Division One school, that doesn't mean you could play at West yep. Liberty or wherever right. it right. may be. Yeah, absolutely. Charleston. I mean, it, there's a lot of good players in that league. It just, it, it, I don't know. It, so, to answer your question, definitely the level is pretty good at Division Two. And very comparable at, to a lower level uh, Division One. It, it would, and this is what this is my take on it. And I, I watched a lot of Mountain East Conference, just like Chris and Matt, and we we've talked it. I and, that, and that, this is just me speaking, and tell me if I'm wrong. The guard play at the Division Two level is, I think, fairly comparable. Not not quite as good, but the big man play is. To me, the big difference yeah. in in the Division One as opposed to Division Two. I agree with that. So, so you, you, I mean, you're like Dale Bonner. Hey, look at the kid from. Fer- I mean, yeah. that's what I say. He's playing for Baylor. <laughs> I mean, he, he he logged a lot of minutes. And there's been some good guards. And Chris, oh. you know, when we had Coach Crutch on, 
a while back, we talked about the guard play in the, in the conference, and there's been some incredible guards. I mean, some guys that just have played for West Liberty that, honestly, I think yes. could have played Division One easily. For sure. I think locally, even in our whole state, there's a lot of people that don't know how good that league is. Mm-hmm. Or, or just Division Two basketball, you yeah. know, some of the better yeah. teams. And the Mountain East is, I mean, they're always going to have three, four teams that are going to compete, you know, and make the tournament. But it's just pretty good play. How tough is it? Because we're on the outside looking in and, and we're screaming at the TVs all the time. How tough is it when you're down there and there's a team with a really good big dude and it looks like he's just getting absolutely slapped every time he gets the ball underneath? How tough is it to officiate a game when there's a, a great force underneath the rim, like one of the best post guys in the country? Well, it, it definitely is tough because it's, t- it's tough to to um, gauge if he's playing through some of this contact because he's so big or is the contact altering what he's trying to do. Um, to go back to the Mountain East, the, the kid from Charleston. Lamont. Uh, I, I tell the officials all the time, he's tough to referee because he's so big. Which, which uh, recently? Yeah. Lamont McManus. 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 Yeah. Lamont McManus. You know, the kid at – I had the kid at Illinois in the tournament. I mean, he, he's one oh, of the Kofi? largest human beings I've ever <laughs> yeah. seen. Yeah. And, and he plays through a lot of things that, you know, a guy that give, gives up 75 pounds to him and a couple inches wouldn't. But so because he plays through it like that, you can't call the same fouls, correct? No, not necessarily. It, you, I guess you have to judge advantage, disadvantage, in my opinion. That's kind of the way I look at it. You can't penalize him for being big and being able to play through contact and not, you know, uh, awarding him the, the foul, but it is a lot tougher because we're not used to seeing uh, guys that size. Yeah. So, so you would say it's definitely a little easier to officiate the games where you got teams with like playing five out with guards and not a lot of inside play. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So, so the grinding and the ba- so I guess back uh, back up a little bit. Have you seen the game change uh, over the years? Just like you, you watch football and, and see the size, of, the size and physicality of of these these guys has it made it? Have you seen a, a, a change in the in the game? Yeah, um, yeah. In my short time, the, the guys are more athletic. Yeah. Um, you, you, it's obvious we have now we have guys that are six eight six nine playing on a perimeter. That's unbelievable. You know, Thirty years ago, that that didn't right. It's unbelievable. So it. it I think, well, I mean, you can find something in every sport, but college basketball, in my opinion, gets a bad rap right now because, you know, they say it's too physical or, um, you know, we don't call enough fouls, but it, the game's changed. It's, yeah. just, it's played differently. So you you have a lot of slashing to the basket or you have a lot of jump shots. When you have a lot of jump shots, what's going to happen if you're, you know, three-pointers? You know, the amount of three-pointers shot in a game are way up, right? Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Well, the percentage of making three-pointers are down, (laughs) right? Chris, you you complain about that all the time. If you shoot 35 40% from three, that's a pretty good night, right? Mm -hmm. So there's six or seven aren't going, guess what happened? Now we got rebound. Yeah, yeah. Long rebounds. (laughs) So when you have rebound play, that's the hardest thing, in my opinion, a referee is because they're all crashing. Collisions. and I shouldn't say they're all. A lot of teams... You know, you watch West Virginia teams in the Big East and the Big Twelve; they're going. Yeah, all five guys are going. Yeah, you know, so that it it has changed a little bit. And and so my next question is, and that that was the next thing I had, and you sort of segued into it. 
Is there a difference in the, the con? Because you've you've worked all the Power Five conferences, right? You've we've worked all of them. Well, you weren't the at Pac twelve, no, no. okay? <laughs> but anyway, the difference in the conferences is is like the Big Twelve as opposed to the Big Ten. As opposed to the SEC, is there a difference in the style of play, or are they pretty much all the same? It's just some teams play at a different uh, uh, pace, tempo, and and it's much different. I think a little bit of both. I think it depends on the team, but um, there there are a few. I think the Big Twelve, which I don't work, but in the Big East, are two of the hardest. Got to be two of the hardest to, to officiate because. A lot of the styles they play are physical, um, you know, crash to glass. Whereas, you know, the the Pac-12 and maybe the just watching and, and working in the ACC, it, it it's a little more finesse. You yeah, know? Okay, I'd agree okay. with that from um, an observation. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, yep. it just it depends. You know, these coaches move around; they bring their style with them. So, and then you know, the SEC and and the Big Big Ten, I don't work in, but they they're just as powerful and physical as anybody else but a lot to do has to is with the style of play yeah hey, I, tony i want to go back to uh when you talked about beginning and that because i didn't know what your background was as far as you know how you got involved on it but was that the like the normal like for a kid your age i mean when you got started pretty early is that like the normal ascent to the top i mean did you just i mean with obviously you're a hell of an official but was it the right place, right time type of thing? Cause it, or is it mostly guys that getting that you know at that young age getting no, assigned Division One? I. I mean, that, yeah, because I didn't know you were that young. Yeah, that's kind of rare to be yeah. that young, but mm. I mean, you do see it. You don't see mm. it as much, but some of it may be right place, right time. But right. you know, I tell everybody this: you can't do this alone. You know, you got to have people that's helped you or taken an interest in you mm. to help you along the way, mm. answer your questions, to. You know, talk to whoever's making a decision and hiring, say, hey, this guy's a pretty good guy or mm-hmm. he's a pretty good ref. You know, I use, you know, your personality. Because mm-hmm. you, you can be a good ref, but not a good person. Mm-hmm. Right. And you, nobody wants a referee that, right? So you definitely need help. I got started a lot, probably a lot younger than most. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you think about it, if you, if you played in college, you're not starting, probably not thinking about it until you're, Mm-hmm. 22, 23, maybe right. 24. Um, you know, some guys may not even start that soon. So it's just everybody's situation is different, mm-hmm. but typically I guess no, that mm-hmm. you don't get started that young. Have, go ahead, Sue. I know you said you feel like the NCAA game and the, and the D3 game were your big kind of I'm here. When do you feel like you got your break? Do you feel like it was someone personally that helped you get that break where – you really made it to that next step of of national attention and being a real well-known referee across the country. What was your big uh, kind of breaking point where you're like, okay, I really needed this to take the next step? Um, it's probably when you you get hired in one of the Power Fives, or big, in my case, it was the Big East, which yeah. in football and basketball we say you know, yeah. Power Six, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so 2010, I got hired in, in the Big East, and so once someone it's it's kind of someone takes a chance on you now other people see it and mm. you may get in other leagues or you start to get some i guess notoriety so to speak but in uh credibility yeah. it's more credibility mm-hmm. so it, it just takes it's just a process you know you don't you don't get hired in these leagues and, and get the championship game you know mm-hmm. it's it's a process have you um you know obviously when you started uh, you, you started to you know learn how to build relationships with coaches and I'm sure that's very important 
Have you found yourself as you get more of a veteran that your relationship with not I'm not talking personal. I'm talking about how to deal with a guy who's yelling and screaming at you, and you 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 know you just t- that's enough. Or you know before when you were younger you might have banged him early, or now you just say okay, coach, I've heard you. How is that progression as far as learning how to deal with these coaches? Obviously, some of them been doing this, you know. In it before you were even born, probably before yeah. I was born. But how has that relationship with coaches, you know, grown for you? That's a great question because it's. I tell people at camps, when, you know, I'm working camps or I'm helping out in the Mountain East. The hardest thing to do is learn how to communicate with coaches. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's hard to teach, and you just kind of got to start doing it, and dealing with different personalities and being a, and being younger mm-hmm. you know especially yeah, I'm still young compared to some of these guys yeah, sure, yeah. coaching but you know you, you, you want to get their respect and get the credibility uh, with the coaches so they trust you and they're, they're all thinking everything's going to go against them but the number one hardest thing is not getting getting your plays right because you wouldn't be there if you wouldn't be able to get your right, play right. Right, right, right. In my opinion, is learning how to deal with coaches. I, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. That's why I asked well, the question. I, I think that's so important. Well, then if you've noticed that also, then mm-hmm. in the progression as you got older, that you could tell that the, the coaches started to respect you more, you know, as opposed to, you know, coming in, yeah. you're, you're a 24 year old kid, what the hell does he know, whatever. And then, you know, you got a reputation, you're pretty damn good. So that, that relationship probably grows. Yeah, on their side too, realizing right. that you know they they start to buy your act. I always say that, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> you know, but they're going to see if you if you're getting your plays right. But I think a lot of times, young referees, including myself, <clears throat> we don't know what to say, and we either say nothing or we say the wrong things instead of just listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I tell young guys now: just just listen, listen to what they're saying first. Try to bring them down. To where they're just talking to you and not yet. Hey, listen, I'll talk to you, but bring them down. Listen. Mm-hmm. By the time they're done talking, you give them response. Okay, maybe you're right. You know, I'll take a look at it, mm-hmm. and you move on. So if you so if you know you missed one, and they know you missed one, how, how do you handle that? How, what's the what's the way to handle that? And he he says, Tony, you you missed that. You you I'm I'm telling you, you just missed it, and you know you missed it. Which which happens? It just happens. Well, absolutely. How do you handle it? I mean, if, if I know I missed it, I'm going right over there. If he's going to bring it up, I'm not bringing it up. Yeah, you're not telling him. <laughs> but, but if he says, Tony, you missed that. Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, you know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. And that's right. that's the way I'm sure. You can't, do that, every, you can't do that more than once uh, a game. One, one, <laughs> yeah. one maybe last 30, sec- last 30 seconds. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, that's. that's but, yeah, I mean, that, that gives you credibility. What, what's a guy going to say then? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because right. if you say, you can't really say anything else, right? Right, because you're just going to piss him off if you say, "No, I didn't miss that. I got it right." Exactly, and he knows. It's the degree, it. right? Yeah. How far is that? You kind of like you were kind of right. elaborating on. You kind of have to have that good emotional intelligence to be able to read the coaches and 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 talk with them, and and you probably respond to each coach differently. So how how long of a line do you give these coaches before you ring them up and say, hey, I've had enough, or tee them up, and how's that kind of work? Or, and do you talk with your other officials before the game starts and say, hey, if, if he comes out us like this, it, we're not giving him that long of a line? We definitely answer the last part of that question. We, we talk. We talk about 
personalities. We talk about personnel of the teams before the game. You know, maybe if someone had a a run-in with a player or a coach, just just so you're aware, yeah, we do talk definitely. about that. Not that we're out there looking for anything or, sure. you know, we're going to get you back. for it. not, It's not nothing like that. Um, to answer the first part of it, you're in sales, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, all your customers aren't the same personalities, right? No. Same with coaching. You know, every guy is different. You know, if you all were coaches, all five of you are different personality, right? So you're just learning how to manage mm-hmm. the personalities. Um, and, and there's guys that don't say much. There's guys that say a little bit. And then there's guys that are talking all night long, you know. So it's just learning to, to deal with the different ones. Do you ever do you ever just totally shut a guy off? Like after a while, you don't, you don't even hear him anymore. He's bit so much and screamed. You try, not, you try not to, but you know, there's times like, listen, you know, you can't referee every play. And I'm not good enough to listen to you, talk to you, and referee the game. So sometimes you do have to shut them down. You when, when you were when you were first starting, we're going to get ready to take a break here in a minute. When you were first starting, did, and and you got into the bigger level, went, like and you didn't know these coaches, and and the game would start, and the very first play, this guy, would you say, "Oh, this is going to be a pain in the ass. This is going to be <laughs> it's going to be a long night yeah. with this guy." I can tell right away. Well, who you know, it's like when you're playing a sport. Who, who are you going to go after? The weakest weakest person yeah. or the the newest person. I'm not saying weak, but no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. Who's if if there's two guys that have been around, maybe worked Final Four or whatever, they know them. Who are they gonna go after? <laughs> they're gonna go after the new guy or the young? Yeah, guy. yeah. They're most vulnerable. Or what they think. So you learn on the fi- you learn fast. Too. I, I got a question. Oh, job. For you. I got a question for you, Tony. Has there ever been a, a game early in your career where you came away from that game and you said, "You know what? I'm never doing that." Again. <laughs> That's a good question. Job did that <laughs> when it got through the ball over the roof. <laughs> well, I've never won to quit because when that check deposit, <laughs> you forget all about it. But there's nights where you were like, "Man, is this worth it?" Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, absolutely. makes sense. Yep. I tell you what. After the break, Matt, I'd like to talk to him about uh, some advice. Oh, yeah. uh, Luke's a, a, an up and coming umpire. I'd like to talk about yes. that a little bit, and then uh, some other. Some yeah, other I, I got. I want to ask him a few things about some environments and stuff. So, yeah, yes. we'll be back here with uh, Tony Chaz uh, right here on the Pine Room Podcast. You're listening to the Pine Room Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Pine Room Podcast for updates, information, and highlights of past shows. So throw another log in the fire, get a refill, and remember if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. You're listening to The Pine Room Podcast. always wonder that about officials like sometimes it's probably you almost want to watch the game sometimes when you're actually have a, a role in it but it, it the game's so good or something like that is there anything that sticks out no particular one game but places yeah uh, okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You know, cameron indoor sure. obviously is just rocks yeah 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 <laughs> i mean they're right on top of you yeah literally yes that place is small um the garden you get energy from you the get gar- yeah. uh you know st john's or yeah Georgetown, Villanova have a lot of um, alumni there. You get some games rocking in there. Plus, it's just my number one favorite place to work. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, the garden that's is? That's awesome. Providence is probably the loudest place. Okay. Really? Oh, is that, is that the Dunkin' Donuts Dunkin place? Donuts. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's Friars. interesting. Now, you got now. about 12,000 people all boozed up in there. <laughs> <laughs> 
and get a little rowdy. Coach, wow. we might have to take a trip. Wow. Oh, geez. Yeah. Very loud. We'll go cheer Tony on. You know, the, the referees don't get enough love. No, you know? they we, don't. Yeah, well, we, we here at the Pine Room Podcast are uh, all behind the referees, and especially <laughs> yes. Tony. You know, I've never yelled at a referee in especially my life. Chris. Yeah, especially Chris, Chris either. Uh, yeah, Chris never. A, uh, yeah. Well, it's more NFL. I don't. <laughs> hey, we, we should jump. Yeah. Tony's group, they're, they're fine. Yes. Jump, can we get a shirt that says, Make Refereeing Great Again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll see what I can do. All right. Yeah. Uh, hey, t- let's see. Tony, toughest call in the game. Block charge. <laughs> Block nope. charge. No? Over the You're back. Over the back? No. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Not block charge. It. Not over the back. Goaltending. Traveling. Whoa. Carry. What? You know what I think the hardest plays are? Out of bounds. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Out of bounds. As, what like a mean? guy's on the line or saving a ball in or anything. Any of them? Yeah, okay. And, and I can see that. Now yeah. with replay, it's just. You go look at these plays. Right? Hey, yeah, what? Now, now how, do, how does replay? How does replay change? That's, I'm glad you brought that up because are you guys taught to now like encouraged to let certain things go, or how, how do they kind of coach you up with that replay being there to back you up? Um, obviously, it's changed a lot for you. I mean, there's only certain things. You, there's more and more expands. It seems like yeah. it expands every year, but it's good and bad. Yeah, because now I think people. Forget the Depend word human. on it, right? No, they the, the oh, viewer. The, huh? I, I got you. Yeah, they forget the word human. Yeah, and you know, obviously, it's easy to referee on a replay, <laughs> um, but it it's good because you all we want to do is get the play right, right. right. So I like it. Yeah. Do we use it a lot? Maybe too much? Probably yeah. so. But <laughs> I know Chris says so. that a lot. <laughs> Games drag on to the end. You know, as a, as a referee, like I said, we want to get the play right, but we want to avoid that phone call too. Sure. You know, after the game, hey, how'd you miss this? But if we can get it right, well, why not do it? But it's not good for TV because it slows the game down. And it's in every sport now. I mean. Do do different conferences that you, that you uh, work, do they have different replay rules? Or is there any, or most of them are pretty standard? No, Division One. Everything? Is, yeah, okay. standard. So I'm sure when they add new things to you guys each year, do they? how do they go about doing that? You got to watch tutorial videos or how's that yeah they just go over it maybe different scenarios what you may use it on but um it's pretty defined it's just yeah so walk me through this when you go over there number one who gets to put the headset on and is there someone talking to you guys or you get to make the decision right there well that you got a lot of a lot of uh complexity to your questions (laughs) um it it depends uh everybody's using um a system it's called DV Sports. Um, yep. I'm going to sneeze, geez. Sorry. <laughs> <It's all right. laughs> Jump can cut it out. <laughs> God bless you. I'm going to No. Um, so DV Sports, there's no one talking to you. Um, you typically, the person involved in the play and then the referee assigned to the game, there's always a head referee, but once the ball is thrown up, you know, it's all on everybody. But So it's usually the, those two go over and take a look at it first. And then if you need, if it's something really tough, you get the third opinion and make a decision after that. Uh, back in the day, um, before this DV Sports came about, which is actually based in Pittsburgh, right? Um, you would talk to the uh, the producers in the truck. And, and this is crazy. And some of them were really good and some of them really bad. And they were trying to get you what you want and get through their commercials because <laughs> that's their main oh, priority because yeah. that's what's paying the bills, yeah, right? right? Totally. Is getting through the commercials and doing whatever they're doing. So sometimes, or you have like a bad connection, or you know they couldn't hear you, or it's loud in there. But uh, but 
pretty much all Division One conferences are using DV Sports, so there's no no one talking to you. Gotcha. The SEC does have a, uh, a uh, I don't know what do they call them the uh, replay center. They oh, have okay. Football and basketball. I guess it's unbelievable, but they actually talk to a guy. There's a there's a re, there's one guy that they hire just to do replay, and they actually, so you're not making the decision. They are. Um, at the SEC, yes. That's what that, I mean. That, that person's making it. Oh, so you're, you're wow. just, you put the headsets wow. on and they that's tell you. That's interesting. Huh, that's interesting. I did not know that. That's cool. So, so and let me, I want to go back to block charge because that, that's <laughs> a, that's an interesting one for me because I've seen, have you ever, a, a, a tough one, guy, guy going down the middle, moving, a, you got a block, your partner has a charge, and you, you guys. Blarge. <laughs> but have you have you ever embarrassingly one guy hits it with uh, this and the other guys here? I've had one. You had one, one? too. And the, my partner had no clue. I just went to him. Hey man, I got something different. <laughs> got to go so, double foul. It's a bad rule. Oh, double foul. Okay. I, I, I like wondered it. how that was. Okay. The NBA they don't do that. Um, I'd like to see our rule change too. Now, if you, but when you go, when you get that block charge, and it, it could be iffy. Do you, do you hesitate just a second to look at your partner and see if he, if he has the same as you? Yeah, I mean, sometimes if you, you're calm, you get too jumpy. Yeah, and and you want to come out there, <clears throat> banging a call away. And that's when it gets you. And don't get me wrong, you ask what the toughest call is. Those plays are hard, but. Out of bounds. What's the best? What's the best one-liner? Either someone from the stands or a coach has said to you, and that made you crack up. This is you a, don't have. To, this is a prompted question, <laughs> so there must be a good answer to this. You don't, you don't have to obviously know names or where you were, but is there anything someone ever said to you? You're in the middle of a game, and you're like, okay, that was good. They got me. I mean, there's so many things I can't. I don't take it too personal. I like to mess around with people and have fun. I may laugh. I, I for one thing to stand out. I, Man, you asked me too quick. <laughs> um, now, have you ever had? Have you ever had a, a fan just uh, like you've had enough, and you got to tell security <laughs> we got to get rid of this clown, or 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 you can't do that? No, you can. Um, I haven't done it much. I, I did in the NCAA tournament one day. Did you? Yeah, he, the guy was far, far enough in the stands. He uh, <laughs> pretty derogatory comments. And, really. Uh, some other things, and there you just get security. But you got to be careful uh, in some of these conferences. You know, the people with these so-called money seats. Yeah. You never know <laughs> who they are. Yeah. I just leave them be. You know, yeah. I. I That's may, tough. Though, I try man. to limit the conversation. They don't want us talking to them. Some guys talk more than others, but you know, I, I, I just kind of block them out. Be- before the game start, go ahead, Job. I was gonna say, you know, we talk about the hardest play to make. What's your fa- or, uh, call to make? What's your favorite call to make? Like, I know when I when I used and umpire, one. I would three like pointer, a, you know, a, a, or just like a gesture because I know like if there is a bang bang play at first, I just love to punch a guy out. <laughs> no, yours, his got to be twelve thousand people. Teams coming back. They okay, they were down fifteen. And one. They they've caught it to two. The place is insane. He goes in, boom, and one, and he knows the he knows that he has a crowd in his hands. Like they're uh, waiting. Uh, 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 boom. I'm and the eight. opposite. First of all, my favorite call is the one I get right. But <laughs> I like that answer. Which they all are. You know, anybody can make a call in front of twenty thousand or whatever it is for the home team. Yeah. Can you make it 
Against oh. the home oh. team. Yeah, <laughs> great oh. point. Oh. Great point. Oh, man. I kind of like that better. Oh, wow. <laughs> Tell me this. For yeah. a charge call, I, I see people kind of do it different. Is it the hand behind the head or is it just a fist, like bang? Going the other way. Someone tell you to say this? No, no. Why is that like a touchy <laughs> subject? I actually had a mechanics changed because of me. Ooh. Really? Like across I'm the not whole country? I'm proud of this. Yeah. No, so you country. went from this to this. Yeah. Is that is that what it is? I, Let I, us see. What is it from this? Know, first of all, they, they want you to stop the clock with your fist, right? Uh. And before, back in the day, you used to do behind your head. So I, I, I'll tell you the situation. It's Villanova at Jay DePaul, Wright at DePaul, and Villanova's not playing well. They start to come back, and I totally kicked this block charge play completely backwards, completely backwards, Ooh. and the ball goes in. Well, I punch it. They all think I'm scoring the hoop. Oh, oh man! Oh, so, oh, oh! To make it more complex, now I got to tee up the. The, the, uh, the oh, <laughs> so that went from oh. two on to two oh. to that. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, so, oh, that's that summer, Ouch. That summer, the national coordinator, I get a call from him in the summertime. What's he want? Hey, you remember that play? Yeah. yeah I remember that. <laughs> Can you clip that and send that to me? Yeah. So, proceeding the, the following uh, fall, the mechanics manual comes out and they changed it back to putting your hand behind your head and so now everybody someone told you that I know that. no I promise you they someone, did not someone brought that I, I, I refereed I, I did basketball for three years I had a blast doing it I had to stop because I went and got my masters but that just always that no, thought, everybody's all my buddies give me a hard time I didn't know that oh, no one likes doing behind your head um, but now because of they, you and they said it's because of me but that, no it like, actually is because they, of you how many block charges are there in college basketball a million oh. in one they found one they, wow. they found one and but changed it, the mechanic but now it's all not, so when we watch a game that's going to be supposed to you're supposed to put your hand behind your head that's the Tony then yeah. wow yeah, the we're going to call yeah, that yeah. the Tony the Tony hey Tony hey. so do you when you uh, you mentioned uh clipping that, that clipping that out for and sending it to that guy do you uh do you always watch your games afterwards uh, I mean yeah I do yeah. um the same company, DV Sports. Yeah. So you guys are able to get on there and they download an, them all and yeah, stuff? Yeah, they have an app. Awesome. Pre-COVID, um, they would download it for you. Mm-hmm. As soon as the game's over, they'd oh, they have it for time, you. they'd come in and get your iPad or before the game. Oh, wow. And then at the end of the game, you know, 10, 15 minutes, if everything was working right, they'd yeah. bring it right in. COVID hit, now we have to download them. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's it's great. You can watch it on the plane. I mean, I, I try great. to watch at least – all or some of my games. Sure, sure. Um, so, uh, speaking of COVID, uh, how how rough was that that year when you had to when you <laughs> were doing that? And I guess it bled over into another year too. But we lost a lot of money. I know that. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, that sucked for everybody. Definitely, it, it was it was different. I'll never forget where I was sitting. Yeah, where were you on that day? Because when I was working at the sports book, when the Big East and all of them were shutting down and everything, were yeah, you my, where, where were you scheduled I was to be? In New York. I was in, okay. I worked one the first night of the Big East tournament in. I want to say it was a Thursday. Yeah. It was yeah, a Thursday. Yeah, March, it was, 6, yes. March 16th, yep. 2020. I had the 9 o'clock game. Okay. Um, so it was the last game. And I actually brought my wife to New York, and we're sitting there, and all these – I'm watching the games, and all these leagues are canceling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, this ain't good because we – Big East tipped off. Right. You right. know. I said – they went to Hatton. I said, they're not going to play second half. Right. She goes, how are they going to do that? Yeah. She don't know anything about sports. But <laughs> I said, we're done, you know. Um, and then – 
I flew home that night. Yeah. Did, it, did it cancel the game at halftime? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, we had to yep. refund all the bets. Yep. That was oh. unbelievable, yeah. We were at we Mountain East Conference. Did Atlantic? We were down no, I, I was at a sports bar. No, it would have been. It was, was the week <laughs> after the Mountain East Conference. It was yeah. after that. And I yeah. remember watching it. It was the down at high school oh, tournament. Oh, that's right. That's exactly on. right. Yeah. And I yeah. remember that. They, they, I was watching the game, and, and at halftime, they never came back out. Yep. Oh, that's right. I'm in New York City. It was the epicenter of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you're hearing all these rumors. So I changed my flight to fly out the next morning. And I'm hearing all this stuff. They're gonna shut the city down, they're gonna lock people in. I'm like, Damn. I called the airline back and I said, got on a late flight to Pittsburgh and I was out of there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like in those venues when you did do games when there was no people? The following year? Yeah. Weird. No, yeah, it terrible. was like there's no atmosphere and you know, the players can get up for a game and the atmosphere sometimes helps the home team or whatever, but as an official, the atmosphere helps you. Sure. I mean, you get you get some you get some vibes off of that, but it was weird. It was like doing closed scrimmages, um, and then kind of during midway through the year, some places would have a little bit of fans, right? And you heard everything. Yeah, yeah. You heard the coaches. Oh, you heard, yeah. Did you find that the coaches were a, a little easier to deal with during that time, or not? Or the same? Uh I think everybody was a little easier to deal with. Everybody yeah. was kind of like, sure. "What's going on in the world? Happy yeah. to be back, right? right. Just kind of yeah. glad and to be the out there again, yeah." When they brought people to the tournament, it was like the one out in, like, out in in, in Indy. Is that yeah, where it was? Yeah, the bubble. I, yeah. I was like, man, this is a welcome sign. Getting mm-hmm. hearing people. Yeah, that had to be. That was another. That thing had to be great. Forget, now, now you're you're in your obviously the downtime. When when uh, first of all, when do you get your schedule for the season? Do you get a full your entire season schedule? That's one? another thing. COVID changed. Um, <laughs> typically. Uh, we would get our dates, you know, probably end of September. You start getting your dates, and they won't tell you where you're going till about 30 days out. Hmm. And then you have, to, you have to get your travel plans set. But and, and does somebody help you with that travel? Do they have they don't have an agency. Oh, I'm you guys got to do I'm it the solo. Agency. Okay, okay. And then do you you don't know? Do you know your uh, partners before you get there? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get those when like, you, when you get your game assignment? They'll release who you're working with and and where and all that. Oh, okay. So and you then can coordinate with. And then, and once you get the game assignment, is that for the entire season? The dates, the dates. Every thirty days, they'll they'll release. Oh, where every thirty where days. You're going, where and you're then going. and then when do you learn uh, if you're if when and where for the postseason? Where do you where do you when do you get that? Well, like the conference tournaments will come out maybe two or three weeks before the tournament, and then the big or the. Um, the the big tournament, the NCAA tournament, you literally learn where you're going that Sunday. Hmm. Oh, the just Sunday like the teams then, huh? Selection wow. Sunday, yeah. you learn. Unless you're going, the guys, oh, to the, f- the guys that are going to Dayton first four Tuesday games. and um, oh, the, the play Wednesday, the right. they'll find out Saturday. Oh, okay, yeah, so now, first four. Yeah. And now, what what's the uh, what's the deepest you've gone? Have you have you done a uh, a final four? No, you've not done it. Have you done a You've I've done it. Stand by the regional. Standby as a regional. Okay. okay. Are you a, are you a supervisor too? Are you a? a, a no, I don't know what I'm. I don't know what I'm calling it. Um, the guy that grades the officials at at, at like like do you do anything for the Mountain East? Yeah, like that yeah, kind yeah. Of stuff. Doug yeah. Spry is the Doug Spry. Right. Yeah. Right. Are He's you a Doug Spry anywhere? I help. Me and, I'm an unpaid helper in, oh. in the Mountain East Conference. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I've seen you down at the tournament <laughs> yeah, with him. Yeah. And it, 
and you're you're so so you're not that level that's as high as you are with that that yeah with okay so how is it with this is an unbelievable comparison but they need uh they need airplane pilots right now in the united states what 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 are the referees like across the country believe it or not they need you know they need airplane pilots but they need sports officials more than the airplane every sport we got one up and comer over here, <laughs> and it's Luke. not just in. It's every sport. It's every state, every sport. It's it's bad. I mean, it's. I don't know. I, what would you change, if anything, to get more high school and college kids really interested in it and say, "Wow, I should go officiate some basketball." I, I think we need to, myself included, and I've actually mentioned this to Doug and some other people in the mountains. We we have to start talking to even, even high schoolers, but going to college is not only for me talking to basketball but talking to all the athletes just say hey this is out here you know once you once your playing career is over because not many of them are going to play at the next level right mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking division one down yeah you know how many guys get drafted in the nba 60 yeah you know but it's just it's an avenue they could take you know and you can actually make a career out of it you get to the point where you know you can Live off of that, and and you don't even have to go Division One to do that, right? No, I mean, no. you could do it as a, at the high school level. <laughs> Years ago, guys, you know, they would do high school or, or even small college, and you know, that was spending money. That's how they pay for their kids to get through high school or college, or or paid for vacation, and they build a, a camaraderie with the other guys, and we that is at the lower level, and you know, the small college and high school, it's it's gone. It's it's. Yeah, I shouldn't well, say it's Tony, gone. It's, yeah. it's almost gone. It seems as though you, what you just said about that, like being able to talk to the uh, young, young, younger kids or college guys, that you know, there's because it seems like nowadays, and we all know, with the shortage <clears throat> of uh, referees, umpires, whatever. I mean, and and a lot of it, it seems like the negativity all comes from parents and fans, and people are just getting out of it. And they're like, screw this. This isn't this isn't huh. worth it. <laughs> it's a different world. I mean, yeah. I mean, but you've always had to deal with fans. Yeah. Right. But but you know what? It the, seems worse in my now opinion, than ever, the the worst thing that's happened to officiating has been social media. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> we well, say it a, all the time. It's the worst and, thing that's happened to a lot. The whole I, world. I'm Tony. not on it. Yeah. But, us either. You know, people will say stuff on there they wouldn't say to your face. Absolutely. But then it's almost like they get social media muscles. Oh, absolutely. And yep. then they start that bleeds over to now they're in the in the stands and just saying this. To, to people and just yeah. wearing, you know, whoever it is out, you know, people think that any sports official is going in there to screw your team, put it to you. It's, yeah. it's, it's not. Well, not t- Tony, and you talked to Mark earlier about this before we came on the air. So if you're in situations like that and you got somebody, you know, making threats to you or whatever, I mean, how serious do you have to take them? And do you guys have like some type of security or anything like people that, Look into these threats. I mean, because you know, I mean, it could be e- really serious. Each arena, you have police presence mm-hmm. most mo- most of the time, uh, or some kind of security. You're getting in these tournaments. The NCAA tournament is taken pretty serious. Um, you know, like the professional ones, it they have their whole they have a whole security team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ex cops, wh- whatever they may be, but threats are taken pretty serious. I mean. I know you guys talk about gambling, but that's another thing that's changed things. <laughs> yeah. You know, the legalization of gambling. Now you have, you know, twenty-year-olds all over the world. Right. I'm, not, I'm just using, you know, college kids betting on yeah. games, and you know, and it's legal. 
in you know one call can sway that bet as we all know and it just yeah you know it's a different it's a whole different society and for the worse yes with, yeah for sure and i think that's the problem with why these people don't want to do it. i mean i why, agree think about yeah. this when i was in college i'd go do uh two middle school games make 40 50 bucks whatever it was that's great spending money right mm-hmm. yeah. my buddies would be working at applebee's all day <laughs> yeah. long didn't make that and, and you took a little bit of it but I just think it's so much more now, and, and you hear so so much more about altercations and incidents. Yeah, you know that never really happened before this. Well, yeah, it's, and I look at uh, I, I look at our valley referees, and I, I see the old guys now: Tommy Wilson, Jimmy Pratty, uh, Mike Coyne, uh, Bobby Narish, who who were staples in our in in this valley, and I I think we're pretty darn good referees. I, I think they were. And that 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 era is coming to end for these guys. I mean, they're they you know they not that they want to, but your age just catches up with you. And those guys were, I mean, if you go to a game, you'd see Donnie Cash, you'd see, mm-hmm. and and you knew you were going to get a good referee game. Yeah. It, it really was. And it, people can complain and whatever, but those guys were solid. They were they were consistent. They were they dealt well with the coaches. But now I I go I I don't know guys and maybe maybe because I'm older, but. It doesn't seem like the same camaraderie now as it did then. Do you do you see that? Uh, absolutely. I, you know, there's all those guys you mentioned. I looked up to those guys. Oh and, my God! And they they enjoyed doing it. Yes. And they did it for extra money, but they built a bond with the other guys, and they also worked at it. Oh, absolutely. You know, to try to get better. But and we were successful. This valley had you know great high school officials that worked gazillion nice. state tournaments, and we had. Other guys that went on to work college games from um, you know Jack Prettyman to yeah. Jack oh, Pretty Jim Man. Murray yes. and, and guys like uh, Valentine that worked around here that, that went on to have success at that level too. But I, I think it's it's a thing that guys don't want to do it for the, for the reasons we mentioned previously. And the ones that are doing it aren't doing anything to get better or Good point. they're not as passionate as maybe I was or am or those guys you mentioned were. And and I think the thing about like Tommy and Bobby and those guys never had ambition to to go like like you to that they wanted to make a living of it being a very good and that's okay. high school. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And that's what made them so good. And I, I think that when the coaches would look at their schedule and they'd see that Bobby and Tommy were on the game, they were like, Oh they took pride in their work. Absolutely. Right. And they hustled. They were they you know, he might have missed one here, but they got along with the coaches and did the kind of things that you were talking about and that's missed very dearly in in our sports today. Well and I go back to the camaraderie part of it. You know, when I got in the High Valley board or whatever in, in the West Virginia Conference, those guys had such a close bond. They would drive a half hour out of their way to meet and finish driving to the game. Or, you know, two guys would come from one area, split up, go to another area, yeah. and then all meet back at a place. And, and when I started in the Big East, and still today, it's a very close-knit. And, and a lot of the leagues are, but... The younger people coming in, they're just like, go do the game, and they're off doing their thing. Or, you know, we try to stay at the same hotels. And that's awesome. Um, you know, the, my favorite time was Fridays because uh-huh. you had to be in there the night before the game if it's before four o'clock. So then you go eat dinner and you have nothing to worry about, right? Mm-hmm. 
You just hang out with your your buddies. Well, yeah. I, and, you know, it's, it's funny you said that, Chris and you know Matt. And we remember when we'd go to the West Virginia Conference Tournament in Charleston. Yes. Uh, all those referees would sit Absolutely. together. It was they, like they, a fraternity. Uh, it had, really was. They it had a, yeah. they had a section that they all sat together. Definitely. They ate together. They worked yep. together. Yep. They they were such a good team. You, you, I mean, you don't think you could, see it as much anymore. But I could You could name those guys in a conference that worked right. all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, Floyd and they're best friends. And they're best friends. That's right. Two hours apart. Absolutely. I mean, I, my one of my dearest friends is. I talk to him almost every day. Is a referee. I mean, he, you build these relationships. It's, it's it's just like playing on a team. Yes. If yeah, you have totally. good camaraderie in the in the in the locker room, chances are you're going to play together, right? Yes. And you're gonna you're gonna be a good yeah. team. Yeah. Like, Work well. Likes each other. Absolutely. You're be a good team. That's great. Hey, I think Jub's got a couple questions for you. Tim. Yeah. Well, I have He's one. Got stuff written down. Yeah, <laughs> I have one. Uh, just question about refereeing. Has there ever been? Because we talked about uh, Disco Demolition Night uh, here. Oh, oh it's Comiskey been, Park. Yeah. Has there ever been like a situation in a game where it's gotten like rowdy to the point where you go after this is over? I gotta get out of here. Like <laughs> a, a, a dangerous situation. Yeah, like right. a, like you're in a uh, an where they may rush to court or something. Where, yeah, yeah, where the team lost or the weather yeah. team lost in 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 on a controversial call. In their opinion, and I see what you're saying. I was thinking the same question. I mean, I've been in those situations. I, I can't name them, but you just get the hell out of there <laughs> <laughs> and hope there's security there, right? right? I hope they're waiting for you, or yeah. or, the, or maybe the team or the coaches. I hope your your locker room door is unlocked. But um, <laughs> yeah, and there's there's some hostile environments where I mean, you just don't know what people are going to do. No, now. not nowadays. You're right I about that. Remember when I first got into Big East, uh, guy still working in there, a guy stepped over the front row and they were shooting free throws and went towards him. Before he got maybe two feet, security had him, but he was mad that the official made a call. Wow. <laughs> and here it was the the kid he called the foul against it was his brother. Oh my goodness! You know, but oh my, you goodness. just don't know nowadays. No. Wow. Has, has anybody ever waited for you outside the car, like your car, or anything? Hopefully not. Yelling from a distance. There's been or... people out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we always say this on the regular podcast. But if you're doing that, you really need to get yourself checked out. I mean, really, it's bad enough to like, do it on, on the social media, which we also complain about. But, but, but we feel for you. People know who you, you get to. Get you get to a level where your games are on TV. Sure. Yeah, people they know, know you. They know you. You listed in the box score. Even yeah, even yeah. more now. I'll go back to gambling. <laughs> These people oh, know. Yeah. I know because oh, they, yeah. they're looking for trends too. Yeah. like you call a lot more fouls. Trust me, I know you Listen, hear guys I'm a, talking I'm a, about. I'm it. a small time better, and I've been mad at officials <laughs> where I wanted to flatten her tires. <laughs> I, I, there's not many times where I got to say that I was actually mad about the officials costing me betting games. Oh. Um, I, I don't know. No, no, I've heard you yell. Well, I'm not saying not, I, but mostly in football. I agree no. with Chris. I, <laughs> well, well, football. Yeah. And then I don't bet the. I NBA, mean, there's guys so I work with who's gotten hate mail. Oh, yeah. It takes well, time said, to write you, the letter. You said right before you, you got a what was it? A death threat. No, no death threat, but it, and it's pretty nasty text after an NCAA tournament game this year. Well, that's what so they I got. They, get, they were to get I'm your number. I'm not real sure how to get my number. Yeah. <laughs> Which hey, that has nowadays to be, they can do whatever they want. Well, that has to be scary to some degree. I mean, I mean, it was. I mean, it wasn't threatening me. I just, you know, I whatever. I'm, I'm gonna probably ne- never see the guy or know who it is. But yeah, yeah. Tony, just, well, what I, it is kind of scary, I guess. You, you know, how did I get your number? Yeah. Well, Tony, when I umpire, I know I love getting yelled at because then you can just throw them out whenever you want. <laughs> boy, Luke. Do, do you like getting yelled at? Because when I get yelled at, I just talk back to him. Like, like, 
it's so fun. I, I enjoy it. Young whippersnapper. Yeah, I was going to say, you tell you're young. <laughs> no, I don't like yelling at yell 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 Luke said he loves um, it. I love it. I mean, I don't get my rocks off of throwing people out. <laughs> I'm telling you, you just, you just want to get through the game. No one sees it. Yes. Go on to the next. Free forgotten about, yeah. right? How many uh, how many tees a year do you do you give out? I'm saying five. Over under four and a half. I was going to say four and a half. Oh, <laughs> what do you think? Five? Yeah, I'd say five. Too I'd high. say under. Too high. Yeah. Now is this players and coaches or and, yeah, total? And just total. Oh, over uh, five. Players are different. But I, I, I think I only had one technical on a coach this year. Okay. Yeah, because you're a pretty even but, kill guy. So. But, but this, though, the player tease, like if two kids get in, into right. it, you have and they're to. not yelling at me, but yeah. i got to take care of this. Right. So exactly. Are you counting that? Oh, no, no, no. Now, no I would no, say no, something no. directed yeah. towards you, right. I would no, say. No, yeah, I had no, less than, no. not like a double less than five. Okay. 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 All right. well, what about you said how you want to just get through the game. Favorite city you've been in and the best meal. Do they go hand in hand? Dude, I love I love food. You and me both. I got a list here on my phone every city <laughs> in different places I want to try or Ooh, that's we, good. that we go to. Um, best city for food? Jesus. New York. Oh, yeah. I knew that was coming. People love it. Yeah. Hard to go wrong. Yeah. All right, Job, you got right. something for him? Yeah, I, I was going to ask one more question because I, 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 it's a pet peeve of mine, but we'll go. We'll, we'll, <laughs> Save it for maybe another time. No, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, Fire away. I, I want to hear your pet peeve. Well, because because I hate I hate. <laughs> and the reason that I quit umpiring was I hate parents. <laughs> I hate parents, <laughs> and I think that the younger that you get in age, as far as sports go, I think the worse the parents are. I don't know. If, I mean, obviously, you haven't been in young sports for a while now because you've been doing college stuff. And but do you find that parents have gotten worse yes. as time goes oh. on? Yeah, I mean. That, that's the part of it. Like, so you, you guys, both of you guys are young and talking about it. And the thing you're saying is parents, the way they act, right? When I was young and your guys' age, you had a couple, but it wasn't every night. Yeah. And right, right, that right. was before social media and all this stuff. Yeah, but absolutely. Now, it's like you have a couple of nice guys and the rest are all. Yeah, a holes. What yeah. do you think? Do you think Tony, real quick, and then continue? Do you think that's because not every parent, but most parents now think their kids a superstar? Oh, I, I think it's an entitlement society. Entitlement. Yes. I think that, that, that's it. I think it, the parents think their kids entitled because they play on the AAU team uh, yes, or whatever. It yes, is. travel. And I think the kids are entitled because yeah. the way they get treated, and it's just I don't know. Yeah, but I think that I genuinely I think that contributes a lot to the lack of young people wanting to do. Sports. No, that's sad. That is the number one factor. Yes. And the second thing, in my opinion, is the time. There's so much going on with phones and TVs and (laughs) whatever it is that, you know, people have other things going on. You know, before when there was not every game on TV. Yep. You know. Before Jub asks you those uh, those final fun questions, who gets to decide who gets to do the jump ball? Because I just want to do it every game, <laughs> dude. You throw it up crooked, dude. I'm serious. I would want to do throw that too high day. and jump yeah. and miss the ball. That's a really good question because, and we this is something we joke about in the locker room. There's some guys that so the, the the referee on the assigned the game is supposed to do it, uh-huh. but they don't have to. So when I first started refereeing, all the old guys they don't want to throw the jump ball. Because you can you can get hit. I got hit in the head before, um, <laughs> or throw it up wrong. Yeah, yeah you ever have you ever, have you ever botched one? You know, I did this year um, <laughs> because, and I'm a good tosser because I I learned 
Do you, do you toss th- because do you all th- these old guys would make me toss, right? Yeah. Do you, do you one hand. Oh, one, one hand. Yeah, one so hand. we're in the locker room, and one of the probably the most fun guy on one of our staffs, he's like, you, you throw the ball up. Don't mess it up. I said, I'm a good tosser. I ain't going to mess it up. Well, we went about two feet. <laughs> and the coach, I can't repeat the words he said. <laughs> and he's a really good dude, and he's funny. And he said, that was a – Worst, worst, <laughs> worst effing throw yes. I've ever. And did you say? I start laughing. I did said, you say yes? It was. Yeah, I, said, <laughs> I said it's his fault. Okay. So now they, he now, made me do it. Now he's like, you ain't ever tossing again. Now, <laughs> now they change the rule that it has to go four feet, just like they change your charge well, rule. Well, the other thing is, is the other two guys are supposed to call back. But you call back, they're gonna say, well, you do it. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen right. that. Right. But All there's right. some bad tossers that think they're good. <laughs> and I want to talk. That's okay. a terrible way to start a game. Oh, my. A bad yeah. toss. Yeah, out of bounds, a whistle already. Yeah. Right, I don't right. mind. Yeah. <laughs> one second in, you got a whistle. I don't mind doing it, but I'd rather not. No. Oh, really? Yeah. Sorry, one more than Jub can go. Who, NBA referee you look up to to kind of try to learn. Are there other guys in college right now that you like to watch them and say, well, two, wow? Two, two of my biggest mentors in my career were NBA guys. Um, Joe Forte, number one, and Joe DeRosa. Now – I don't really know those guys. I know a lot of them, but some of the younger ones I don't. Some of the middle-aged ones I kind of came up with, but um, I, I watch them. Uh, they're still some of the best guys working. Um, I watch, you know, when I'm watching games, I watch the officials. You know, you can learn from does, does If you're watching a high school game and a, and, and a guy's just there for – does it piss you off when yeah. a guy's just there for – and I could name some guys in the valley, but does I'm it old. piss you off when you were coaching? And yeah, the kid just went through the motions. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. well, yes. So thing. that's what I figured. You piss hey, you off, Tony. What? Uh, uh, what's a normal discussion like at halftime with you and your crew? I mean, what do you? I mean, do you? I mean, we're you going got, for dinner after that game. Well, if it's a 20, 30 point game, we may be talking about dinner. No. I mean, just, um, just you talk talking about, about the style? flow of the game. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about what's been going on, um, foul situation. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe guy has three fouls and one of them wasn't very good. Okay, so we're gonna make sure those That's next two are good. Um, or, or do you ever say, "Hey, Jim, you're you're having a shitty game. <laughs> you you, you got to pick it up here, dude. You, I can't keep carrying you. <laughs> my back's hurt. My back. Yeah. Uh, Christ, I hope they're not watching this film. <laughs> do you, and, and you all, you talk about what they may do to adjust. You know, yeah. how about uh, how about this? Always wondered this. This is always a misconception, or maybe it isn't. Uh, Foul counts, like discrepancies. Like one team has, yeah. is in the double bonus, the other one had two, and the parents or the crowds yelling at you, yeah, that's 10 to 2 or whatever. <laughs> like, they, I mean, we do you know. guys actually, I mean, I know you guys are aware, but like I some mean, teams foul more right, than others, exactly. right? They teach that's the referees, you got to control the game. Even it out? No. <laughs> no. Right, exactly. Good. Because that's what I said. I, I mean, why would they do that? And then, if the team keeps fouling, you're not going to not call I never understood that argument. Then when you, if you do start calling a couple fouls, they're oh, they're just trying to Right. Right. They right. can't win. Yeah. All right, Job. Job, let's do Job, something yeah, fun we're then. We're going to end it. This is good. Job, one more. Oh, oh. What happens if you take oh, if you take Coach, Matt, and Chris and stick them out on a college floor and tell them they got a referee? What do you mean oh, what happens? God. You know that, First that, of all, I, know. I couldn't get up and down I, the floor. I think every college coach 
that wants to complain should come to one of our camps and try it. Exactly. And the yeah, there you go. should try it. There you go. Ooh, yeah, there I like go. that. Good. What, what happened? They would. It would I like that too. I like that. Yeah, that's like a, like a guy trying to call balls and strikes. People don't realize hey, how hard that hey, is. Hey, and let me. And, and then uh, then we're gonna jump. <laughs> hey, here's here's one that always one, gets one me. Last Chris, you, you're gonna get you're gonna get a kick out of this. Uh, team's down thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> and a coach is still bitching at the official for for a bad call, like the team, the or guy ahead, the coach time, ahead, yeah, time. or or a coach guy. ahead or coach down, uh, co- coach down, down oh, thirty, oh, okay. down thirty, bitch, huh? still bitching, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mark, like they're down like 11, 10 points with four oh, that, seconds Oh, that's to another go. one, yeah. And then they, they make a five short yeah. timeout. Yeah, down <laughs> 11 with four. It, it's it's literally impossible. You want to get a couple words in? Uh-oh. 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 Are you good? No, yeah. we we lost it everything. Blew, everything blew up. See, every time I come up here, something happens. Oh, my <laughs> God. I can't believe we didn't get. No, you got it. It's still recording. We can't well, hear you. You won't hear anything in the microphones. Yeah, they're all no, dead. No, no, they're on. No, we're totally dead. I got you. We're dead on. I can't hear nothing. I can't oh hear anything. It's still picking up audio. <laughs> we don't have any Wait, headset. Wait, so, so you so think this? You think be? the headset box blew out? Uh, Hang yeah, on. maybe. I mean, I still got you. It's still all the audio is recorded. It's the world good. Yeah, something down there. You there you go. go. Oh, we're back. Oh, sorry about there that little go. glitch here. Yeah. Job will have to. Let me let me say something. <laughs> go. <laughs> now this I don't know how many years ago this this all wasn't here. Um, pretty nice setup. Oh, pretty nice. I mean, pretty nice really? setup back here. But so he. Oh, here we go. Pretty nice. So I, 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 you ever I been on anything like this? I no. can't. I can't believe this just happened. Now I got to hear this story. Now, so it must be something with me because it is. I come up here one Saturday. I can't even remember who's playing. Me and a couple of baseball coaches at Wheeling Park and Coach Dell over here. He's like, oh, come up, come. You got to come up. You're not going to come. So I come up. I can't think who was playing, but the afternoon game was a big game, right? No TVs. Everything went out. Comcast blew up that day. <laughs> this guy. He has never let me down. He's never oh, let me forget that. I didn't know about that. Yeah, this oh, guy. No, it was awful. You know, he's, he never, he's never been back since. He's going circles up in the house. He's calling the phone. It was horrible. I had Comcast. I had some. Do you, you, you remember this? I do vaguely remember Some foreign that, yeah. guy on there. And yeah. He's telling me some so bullshit. So now I come oh, up no. here. And the microphone. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't he's, believe that happened. Uh, yeah, All right, Job, send us home. All right. Now I'm going to hear about this shit for another six months. Okay. All right, so you know we we were talking about how you know they don't treat referees like people. So let's get to know Tony Chiazza. Uh, here we go. All right, favorite food? Pasta. I mean, oh, imagine right. that. You know why? Because his mom did. Does grandma still do the? No, no. Yeah, she can't really see. Okay, but I what, cook a lot. You would be proud of me. Oh, really? Oh, I cook every cook day. off. Ooh, yeah. But, uh, but gra- grandma. There's our celebrity uh, chef. What, what, what day was that, Grandma? Every every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, yeah. pasta at, at their at their house. The yeah. Colangelo. Different family would go. You, we the, all couldn't go. The Colangelo house. Yep. 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 Unbelievable. All right. Uh, favorite favorite movie. Hmm. Uh, we'll stick with an Italian theme. Goodfellas or Donnie Brasco? Ooh, good. Okay. Ooh, good All picks. right. I know. I know the answer. to This favorite type of weather. Oh, Ninety-five geez. degrees. No, ridiculous. <laughs> Stupid. Well, I can play golf. Move to Africa. Sub-Saharan. <laughs> they got good leagues over there. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Job. Real quick. How much money for you to drop everything you're doing and go join the Live Tour? What's your number? Everyone has their number. Yeah. Well, Ted DB Austin. If they pay me more than my two jobs, I'd do it right now. Yeah. That's it. That's all that's all it would take. Heck yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, job, hit him. 
right. Uh, is uh, favorite TV show that you're watching right now? If you're watching TV, I don't watch much. All right, okay. favorite show of all time. You're watching any shows? Yeah. <laughs> Chris is guilty. Cable Tyler. or uh, whatever. Sopranos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hard to get wrong hot, with that one. I had a hot take on Tony Soprano in our live show. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. All right, what time do you usually wake up in the morning? Oh, Jesus. Early. He's early. I see him at the wellness center sometimes in 5, 530. 5 a.m. Yeah. Sork says, Sork there was says all you do is bullshit out there. He said you never sweat. <laughs> he said all you do is walk around bullshit. That's what he told me. <laughs> That's what Sork to, told hey, me. Get up and come out there. Yeah. And come I, out and see I, it for I, yourself. I, I, got a, I got a spy out there. Jared's out there now. and he's. He don't get, come in, I don't see him in No, there. he ain't there yeah. when he we're there. He said he saw you today. I'm out of there he by, said he by saw quarter you today. away. He said you didn't even take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even sweating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what is your favorite store? Uh, Walmart. <laughs> Believe it or not, where he buys his not only do I hold on a second <laughs> shoes, shoes yeah. not only do Sketchers. I cook, I do all the shopping. So, Carl, Ooh, Carl, all right, guys, yeah. my all wife right. would be mad. Right. Yeah. Oh man, she, you, you ain't gonna sit she on the couch this anyway. She, okay, she, she don't know if it's stuff with air feathers. <laughs> same thing, kind of same uh, theme. A favorite restaurant you've ever been. That's a tough right, one. My favorite restaurant. No. TJ Sports Garden. Uh, Arlequinos in McMurray, PA. Wow. Ooh. What's it called? Place. What's it called? Arlequinos. Arlequinos? Yeah, no, Ooh, I have to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, time out, Joe. What'd you get there when you went to Arlequinos? Uh, they got, they're known for their huge veal chops. Oh, oh man. Veal chops, Arlequinos. All right, what is your go to pastime when you're not officiating? Golf, maybe a couple beers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. More than a couple. All right. A couple cigars. Two more. Where did you last go on vacation? Ocean City, Maryland. Yeah, oh, represent. Oh, we'll pin pin one on that. Where where would where's the uh, where's one place that you would love to go on vacation? Like your all your go to that you haven't been? Yeah, Italy. Oh, yeah. you haven't been there? I'm surprised. Jeez. All right. Hey, Tony, I want to ask you one last thing before we wrap up. You golf? Do you ever? Are are you? Have you ever been able to where you get assigned a game and then there's like an incredible golf courses nearby that maybe you would play like when you're no. in town? Never uh, did that. Okay. And sometimes the NCAA tournament guys would do because you have an okay. off day. Yeah. But you have to be in a nice weather. Sure. Yeah. I okay. Was just hey, job. Okay. I got one. All right. Ginger or Marianne? <laughs> Marianne. Oh! <laughs> Chris. Well, I'm just glad you didn't ask you, Gilligan or <laughs> Skipper. <laughs> I ain't touching that. Yeah. Yeah. Chris has his own thoughts about those two. <laughs> All right, and then on a more of a wholesome note, for people that for for younger guys that are trying to or, or girls that are trying to be uh, trying to officiate, what are some words of wisdom that you would impart onto them? Be patient. Um, work at it like you would any other job. Um, Stick with it. I mean, because there's a period your first couple of years, you know, ah, I'm not going to do this, you know. But depending on what you want to do with it, you got to have some goals too. Good, you definitely have right. to have goals. That's great. All right, right. Good great stuff. advice. He's sporting a shirt too. Yeah, he got his pine room wa- shirt on. I'm gonna wear this for pregame warm-up. Where my Carolina? No, 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 no. In Carol- the locker room. In oh, <laughs> Carolina Duke. He's gonna come out yeah, with this and go. Like, can now, we listen, sign? Hold on a second. <laughs> These kids had an NIL. Yeah, can we sign right? you? Yeah. So 
we've been saying, hey, we're independent contractors. Why can't we have like, Ooh, oh, I like it. right back here? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> oh. All right. Yes. All right. I think we're on board with that. But, uh, hey, Tony, it's been a blast. We've, yes. we've loved every second of this. It's been really, really fun. So thanks for joining us up here. Hopefully Mark will invite you back for a game sometime. Yeah, when the TVs when the actually TVs work. Working. In the I'm audio. glad everything kind of worked tonight. <laughs> he said kind of <laughs> yeah. worked. Yeah. 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 Hey, well, I didn't think Coach Crutchfield could be matched, but this was, this was yeah, fun. Yeah, it was pretty yeah, damn really exciting. Tony, thanks. He brought uh, a game. Oh, that was awesome. Awesome. That was great insight and, and a very, very tough profession. We congratulate yes. you on uh, your achievements. Hopefully one day. I don't know whether your goal is to get into the finals one day. I don't know whether that's where you'd be, but if you'd be satisfied we, where you are. But we might have to take a Pine Room field yeah, trip to one of his games yeah. and cheer him hey, on. So, it will yeah. be a security. <laughs> you guys keep blowing up. You yeah. might, might be there anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully so. But, uh, Cameron, North Carolina Duke. Yeah. It, you guys thank, got a place to stay. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot. You'll be right there, Soup. Yeah, so thanks for joining us here on the Pine Room Podcast with Tony Chaz. It's been a blast. Uh, Jub will have us out uh, later in the week. Um, Jub, great job behind the glass. Great as job, usual. Jubber. Uh, thanks for everything. And uh, it was a pleasure again having Tony. And guys, thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yep. yep. See ya. Coolers are empty, the food's all gone, and the games are over. But that's all right. There's always next week. Follow us on social media to keep up to date with future shows and send any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to discuss to contact at thepineroompodcast.com. Until then, we'll see you here next time in The Pine Room.